Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Putting for Dope podcast brought to you by the Line Movers Network. Seen Robbins here with your weekly look at the PGA Tour. So we come off Masters weekend. What a crazy, amazing week that was. Exciting to see Tiger Woods return to action as he competed at Augusta. For the first time competing on the PGA Tour, it's 17 months since his um, terrible car accident. Just great to see him compete, not only compete, but also make the cut. And Augusta was playing some tough, tough, tough conditions this past weekend, but ultimately the best player in the world, world number one, uh, Scotty Scheffler, just in truly incredible form, four wins in his last six starts. The guy who couldn't find a win for his first year and a half on tour now all of a sudden cannot find out anything but a win. I mean, he's just truly just dialed in on Friday afternoon as the courses was playing its toughest. Players were two over par was playing was was a good score. He's just going out there shooting five straight birdies. I, I mean, Straffler is just not nothing more you can say about him. Just, you know, clear number one player in the world, clearly the hottest player. Just it's a stretch we haven't seen in just a long time. Uh, congratulations to him earning his first major of the green jacket. Uh, well, well deserved Scotty Scheffler finishing runner up Cam Smith. You know, Cam is just, again, one of those players who's just playing a different level right now, especially those big events. He's playing these tough fields. He's playing any type of course he's playing well at. And, you know, Cam is definitely something to, to look forward to, to, to be reckoned with. We saw a couple of players jump into that top tier, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith. They're in that top tier now. No question about it. You know, um, just token off uh, amazing, amazing work here. Move on to the RBC Heritage this week. Harbortown, Hilton Head. Tour goes to Hilton Head, Carolina. Just going a little bit north up the coast as we continue along the east coast as we get into warmer weather here. And the RBC Heritage is a shorter course, par 71, about 70,000 yards. Here it's a peat dye design course. And it's a very unique course because it is angled. It's a short hitter course. It's a fairway finder course. It's a green and regulation course. So some, some nice tips and tricks we'll talk about. It's also a course that really favors course history. So we're talking about Harbor Town, uh, the RBC Heritage. Players who have played well here in the past tend to play well here over and over. So what we see, first of all, let's talk about the course itself, a peat dye design course. And talk about peat dye design. This is on about a large chunk of the courses that we see on the tour. You might have heard that name before. Um, what you tend to see with him is a lot of dog-like uh, holes. What that means is you have some natural landing areas off the tee. So it kind of controls the distance off the tee. So players who are longer with the ball far away, like your Bryson DeChambeau, it that's kind of neutralized. You have to hit to a certain landing area because either the, 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 the hole curves a certain way or there's hazards involved, or maybe if you hit it to a certain area, it's really, really hard angle to get to the green, the way the greens are designed. Um, so you have to be really thoughtful about where you – put the ball off the tee so it controls the distance so it really takes away that long distance which helps out some of the shorter hitters that's the kind of course we have now and then we have also some um, nice hazards in and around the green whether it's um, some elevated greens whether it's some bunkers um, that's what you tend to see with the p dot design course you have to be able to navigate a course well shot to shot and there are certainly players who play well at these design courses uh, Webb Simpson, Russell Henley, Abraham Answer, who just withdrew, actually. Siwoo Kim. 
Uh, Patrick Cantley played these types of courses very well. Pete Dye designs courses all over the country. He's got courses in California. He's got courses in Arizona. He's got courses here in Carolina. He's got courses in Florida, just all over. You'll see Pete Dye design courses. So we'll talk about that. Um, so types of players against shorter hitters. Uh, you know, for years, the best short the, the best short course hitter player was Webb Simpson. You know, he struggled a little bit. He actually, this was the second tournament off the COVID pause. He won this tournament. And, you know, Webb Simpson has some of the best course history here. Matt Kuchar, same kind of mold. Shorter hitters, better approach players. All right. So if you're able to find the green with some good, the fairway with some good drives, you're able to find the green. These screens are a little bit smaller. So it's harder to hit. Well, the smaller greens, it's also a little bit easier to putt. Well, it's certainly a lot easier than it was at Augusta last week. Um, the ball's not going to roll as fast there. This course is pretty easy around the green, so if you don't miss the greens, if, if, you, if you don't hit it, it's pretty easy to get up and down. It's harder to make birdies if you're not hitting the green. If you're hitting the green, you have a good shot at birdie because the greens are so small. So we look for approach players, second shot players, approach players, approach players from a certain yardage pocket because everybody is hitting to that yardage pocket. So who's the best from 175 to 200? So for some players, that's a middle wedge or a middle iron. Sorry, some players, that's a shorter iron. So we'll look at that pocket in our data to see who is really good with approach and who's good from that proximity specifically. Also, continue. What we've continued to see this year is players who are playing well and around the leaderboard find themselves in and around the leaderboard on Sunday. Of course, Scotty Scheffler has been at the top of the leaderboard every tournament he's played, but we see players who hover in the top 10, top 20, continue to find ways to stay in the top 10, top 20. Okay. So who do we like now? Now the top of the board, you know, Colin Morikawa, who was a runner up here last year, actually faded away. He was in second place who fits the bill, shorter hitter, accurate hitter, approach player, uh, everything of that nature, short game neutralized. Uh, perfect for him. I like Morikawa. I think he's a nice DFS play. Certainly. Finished well at the Masters. He's playing great. He's, he's despite not having a win, he's really at the top of leaderboards. I think Morikawa at 14-1 is a fair price. I might look at him in play a little bit, depending where he starts. DraftKings-wise, I think he's a safe play. A um, couple mid-guy ranges in the bets that I talk about, Corey Connors, Daniel Berger. Both of these guys play these courses pretty well, play the Pete Dye courses pretty well, play the shorter courses pretty well, and play courses where you have to be some fairway finders pretty well. Uh, Connor's priced about 26, Berger priced about 28. I think it's pretty decent value there. It's it's uh, not a tough field, but not a not an easy field. I think these guys are certainly towards the top. Berger did falter a little bit on the weekend at uh, Augusta, but he did make the cut, played well early on. Definitely not a place he's played well in the past, but he has been in pretty good form. He's been at the top and near leaderboard. He's playing a little bit more than we're used to seeing Daniel Berger, and his game certainly fits this course very well. Corey Connors had a little slump there um, a little bit, but now he seemed to re regain his form. He's at the top of leaderboards again. Another top 10 finish at the Masters. Connors' approach play is just top notch. And again, his short game um, weakness is kind of neutralized at this court where it doesn't really matter as much. So I'll do like Corey Connors here. Um, a couple other names bring up in the middle tier. Russell Hen Henley has just been in playing very, very well. Um, not able to find that win, but you know, he's certainly been in the top of leaderboards. Approach play is, is ranked at the top of the last 24 rounds in my model. Uh, Henley finished well at the Masters, 
finished with the top 30 there. Uh, I think Henley has a shot to contend him while there. He played these short courses very well. His Pete Dye design courses very well. Certainly fits the mold. Maverick McNeely has been in great form. Certainly, uh, this course compares a lot to Pebble Beach, which Maverick McNeely was the chalk play at Pebble Beach. Uh, we're getting him in the decent price of 55 to 1. Last time out at the match play and at the Valero, he did play. He has played pretty well. He's in pretty decent form. Uh, his, the short course hitter is definitely gonna, going to favor him. He's very good off the tee. He's very good on the greens when he gets there. Uh, McNeely definitely value. One of my favorite players in a Pete Dye design course is Siwoo Kim. Siwoo, now he, he had a good front nine on, on Sunday at the Masters, but then struggled in the back and fell way down the leaderboard. Still finished in the top 40, made the cut, still feet. Siwoo has been a pretty consistent player. You know, he's played well. He is definitely more comfortable in these Pete Dye design courses. This is where he's won his tournaments. He's contented here, and he has the uh, ball striking ability to really do well. He's not the longest hitter off the tee, but he is a very, um, which, again, helps him out here. And he's just a guy who's boomer bust. And I think his price in this field, I, I still think he's not getting the respect worldwide to how good he actually has been playing and how consistent he's been playing. It used to be that Siwoo was his boomer bust player. He'd either finish dead last or finish first. Well, he's become a lot more consistent player than the last year and a half or so. And, um, you know, see, nice place for him to get a first win, uh, to get his first one of the season here. Another player who just keeps chugging along is really, really good at these short courses. Just a uh, just a strong player, Kevin Na. Na finished inside the top 20 last week. The Masters cashed a nice bet for us there. Um, again, he's just overpriced in this field. He, he's a winner. He's won every year on tour for a long stretch now. And he, he's a specialist at these shorter courses, really helps his, his strengths of his game. So I'd like to see Kevin not here. One more name I'll throw out there that I, I really like is a really good Pete Dye design course player. He's really been in good form, played well the last couple of tournaments, really played well at the players, um, has, has been, you know, up above these leaderboards the last couple of months. He's not the longest hitter, but again, Really helps him out. Brian Harmon. There was a rogue price on Brian Harmon at DraftKings this morning, 100 to 1. That just is an egregious price. Brian Harmon has really been in good form. Uh, his approach play is solid. His around the green and putting is, is really his strength, but you know, he could get himself out of trouble. So if he's one of those guys who does spray it off the tee into the woods, he does find a way to, to continue to make par, which is really what you need at Harbor Town is a way to just kind of stay and survive. And your birdies and your eagle opportunities will come. And Harmon has just been he, he's been playing very well he's been a pretty streaky player uh he's a guy who could succeed here just a couple uh, of long shot names uh just i'm gonna throw about three names at you that I, I think actually four names at you that i think are really really big prices but i think could be some value plays in DraftKings. i think all these plays i mentioned are, are good plays in DraftKings. uh this is definitely a tournament where you've seen some longer shots come through but just some of these names who have been hanging around top of leaderboards I remember in hilton head which is a Carolina course, a little hilly. Um, it's got some dogwoods, a little bit of water, not too much. Uh, Bermuda Greens kind of compares to what we saw at the Dallas Bar in Innisbrook. And a couple names that we saw do well there, Matthew Neesmith and Davis Riley. Now, Davis Riley has all the pedigree. You know, he came up, strong corn ferry tour player, obviously been in good. He lost in the, in the playoff there. Um at, uh, at the Valspar, of course, we had a 251 ticket on him pre-tournament, but that's okay. Uh, Riley does have the pedigree. He is still massively priced. Uh, played well after that, after losing in the playoff, just continue to make the cut at uh, the Val at the 
Valero. And Riley comes in a good form. This is the type of course that he excels at. Uh, he's not the longest hitter, but he is a good short course player. Fits the Southeast courts well. That's where he comes from. That's where he grew up playing on. I think Davis Riley is certainly a look. And Matthew Neesmith, you know, he's been getting better. His approach play has been always great. His, his, he's an Excel monster. His approach numbers pop. His short game has always been struggling. Now, he did uh, change a little bit of a short game. It really helped at the Valspar. found himself at the top of the leaderboard. And he just outside the playoff there. He goes back to his home state of South Carolina. Let's see what he can do. Big prices on Neesmith, Smith, like him in DraftKings this week. I think he has found something new. If his approach game can be half as good as it was, it was a couple of weeks ago, he's really got a shot here. Uh, two of the names I'll mention, one familiar name, Sahith Tigala, guy who is all the in the world, really been playing well, continue to be playing well. Tigala, I think, is another guy that you got to ride. Uh, he's going to get a win soon. He's going to be at the top of the leaderboard again. His prices are big. Um, you you got to take these prices. You know, there was a time not too long ago when Scotty Scheffler was 100 to 1. It was only a matter of time, right? Um, one more name, Harry Higgs, uh, another guy who's been – Playing pretty well, actually. He's been finding, making cuts, find himself near it. He finished in the top 20 last week at Augusta. That's no small feat for Harry Higgs. And uh, he's a great approach player. And, you know, his short game has always been in question, but he, he does have a little bit of reprieve here with the course. And Higgs is a guy that can, you know, continue to run a streak. He's definitely a fun guy to watch playing. He's been close. And, uh, you know, Higgs getting himself into the Masters, getting himself playing top playing well, finishing inside the top 15 we finished last week. Why not continue to ride him? I think he's more of a value betting play. Uh, he's definitely a boomer bust DraftKings play. He's, um, if you're trying to win one of those big tournaments. But, um, you know, uh, that's a little shot here. So top of the board, more Kawa, more of a DFS play. Uh, kind of stalwart right there. Connors Berger, guys who I think have a real shot to win. Connors especially. Middle row, that's kind of my favorite pocket right here that I'm going to be attacking. Those will be the core of my DraftKings lineup. Russell Henley, Maverick Neely, Sewell Kim, Kevin Na, Brian Harmon. A couple long shots. Of course, we've been riding, continue to ride Davis Riley, Matthew Neesmith, Harry Higgs, um, Sahid Tagala. See what we got. Should be a fun weekend. PGA Tour moves on. Hopefully, he has a successful Masters. Uh, got a little bit of profit out of that. Continue on to the PGA Tour. We go every week. All right, best of luck this weekend. Cash and bets.